Hey everyone. So I want to talk about fighting. In this episode, I'm going to talk about fighting in front of your kids, fighting with each other while your kids are watching. Hi everyone, I'm Jennifer Colary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. So the first thing I wanna tell you, because I'm a therapist and I talk to kids all the time and I hear what they say about these things. First of all, your children are listening way more than you think they're listening. They are listening to all kinds of arguments and conversations. And even when you think they're asleep, they're not always asleep. You think they're not paying attention, they're paying attention. I know because they sit in their sessions with me and they tell me how hurtful it is and how frightening it is when their parents fight. Or for some kids, how just endless and exhausting it is. I have lots of kids who say, I go in my room, I put the pillow over my head, I just don't wanna hear it anymore. Um, so let's, let's talk about this because, listen, fighting happens. And certainly as a family therapist, if I have a couple and they come to me, because I do marital counseling as well, if I have a couple that comes to me and they say, we, we, oh, we don't fight, I worry about that couple because you have to be having conversations. You, sometimes healthy aggression, sometimes really getting things out in the open is really important. As long as you're learning from the fight, as long as you walk away going, okay, what can I do to make the situation better? What have I learned from this interaction with my spouse? How am I gonna take this information and become a better version of myself? If that's what happens when you're fighting and you're not fighting all the time, then that's healthy and that's okay. Occasionally, if you're fighting in front of your kids, you can have a really good moment and a really good teaching moment about that. You can say, do you remember how you get really mad at your sister and brother and you say, I hate them and I wish they would, were never born. And do you love your sister? Yes, I do. Do you mean that now? No, I don't. Well, that's what happens to adults too. That sometimes when adults get really upset and really angry, um, they say things too at the time that they don't mean. And then you can talk about how much you love each other and that you're learning from these mistakes and that you can recover. And those are really good things as long as that's not happening all the time every day. So I'll tell you, I had, I, I had a bunch of kids that have talked to me about this over the years, but I can think of one little girl actually in particular, her parents fought all the time in front of her, just bickering and it was pretty ugly. And they went to Disneyland. And she was very excited. She couldn't wait to get to Disneyland. She was so happy. Um, and there they are in Disneyland and her parents are fighting. They're fighting, they're screaming, and was the happiest place on earth, not the happiest place on earth for this child. And she basically just broke down in tears and was crying you know, right in the middle of Main Street while her parents were fighting. Um, and she was crying in my office, um, you know, really talking about how hard it is because your children love both of you. They love both of you. They are in pain when they see you fight. They don't want to take sides. It scares them when you fight. It frightens them. Um, they don't know how to help. So here's the thing. If, if you have to fight, if you have to argue, argue by text, go out to the garage, wait until you're 100% sure that the kids are asleep, um, find ways to not do it in front of your children. You would not walk up to your child and slap them in the face. When you are fighting and screaming at each other and hurtfully um, attacking each other in front of your children, it is like walking up and slapping them in the face. It's very, very hurtful to them. 
some of the danger, dangerous things that we do or couples do is they sometimes pull the child in. Are you seeing this? Can you believe what your father's doing? Look at your mother. See what she does? She does this every time to me. When you do that, you're pulling them in. They cannot win. They can't win in a conversation like that. It's frightening. It's humiliating. They're worried about you know hurting the other. Um, it's, un it's not fair. You can't do it. You just cannot do it. I know that when we're angry and we're heated and our frontal lobe has shut off and we're incredibly limbic, that we are looking for validation. We're looking, we literally are looking and think, is somebody gonna come down from the sky and see what this person is doing? Is somebody gonna make this right? Cause this is ridiculous. We're sort of looking everywhere to have validation, um, but that's never going to happen first of all. And it really cannot happen from your children. Um, the other mistake is that, oh, we're not really fighting, right? We're just bickering. But that constant kind of jabbing and eye rolling and that sort of stuff all the time is really hard for the kids too. So I would say if you're really struggling, if you're really having a difficult time and you've got to have these conversations or you completely disagree with how your spouse or your partner is handling a particular situation, try to schedule a time later where you can have a, even an argument about it, that's fine, but really try hard not to do it in front of the children. Um, you can do that thing that I think I've taught this in other podcasts where you can be very angry. I'm so angry. There are so many things that I would love to say right now. I'm so mad, but this is not the time and it's not the place. And I would be, I would regret it later. So you're, you're sort of getting that um, anger out, but there are no words that are matching that. So there are no words that are now flying around the room that you can't take back. Remembering too that when we are trying to parent our kids and we're trying to get them to regulate their emotions and we're trying to get them to be um, responding to their environment instead of reacting to their environment. Um, and then we're free flowing, losing it in front of our kids. We're screaming and yelling at our partner or our spouse right in front of them. We are literally teaching them, forget it. There's no chance, I can't do it. So how are you gonna do it? So they literally look at you and think, well, he's an adult or she's an adult and they cannot control themselves. So how am I supposed to control myself? How am I supposed to control myself with my sister when my parents are doing the very front, the very same thing in front of me that they are telling me not to do. So, um, listen, this is very difficult, but here's, here's a couple of tips that I think will really, really help. When you are really angry with your husband, with your wife, and you are just boiling over with anger. First of all, remember what I told you about yelling. When you are yelling, and it feels fantastic, it's wrong, it's mean, it's not okay what's coming out of your mouth. It should feel like, oh, like you should feel yourself pushing it back down. You should feel your own frontal lobe doing the inhibiting. If you are free flow yelling and it is feeling great, you're wrong. So remember in that moment when you are that angry, it is very limbic. You are having a conversation through your limbic brain, which is a prehistoric organ. <laughs> <laughs> that cannot process reality. It really is just inter interested in survival and it cannot tell the difference between your wife yelling at you or your husband yelling at you about something and a dinosaur or a saber-toothed tiger chasing you down the street. It, it's the same thing. So what happens is we like to think of ourselves as um, thinking beings, but we're actually feeling beings. It actually gets processed through our feelings first and then it goes to our brain. So in the first few moments when we're having an argument, we are really kind of limbically charged and we're just fuming with our spouse, that is a limbic reaction. 
that is not the reaction that you're going to trust. If you can find this moment where you're like, okay, I am feeling so angry. Whatever I say right now is going to be an angry response. It's going to not be a kind response. It is not going to be a response that I'm going to be happy with. I'm going to wait about 90 seconds. And then when I calm down enough, I should be able to say something that I'm going to feel a little bit better about. So when you get angry, you can only be angry for about 90 seconds. You have 90 seconds of energy and fuel to fight, flight, or freeze. That's how it works. After 90 seconds, you refuel. I can't believe her. Unbelievable. Or you start talking yourself into what you're upset about. And as you're talking yourself into it or making your point again and again, you're actually re-engaging in another 90 seconds of anger. So wait for that first initial minute and a half. Be angry, be aware of it in your body. Let it kind of surge, try as hard as you can not to say anything. Wait 90 seconds, then see if you can have a response because it's much more likely in that moment that that response is going to be somewhat attached to your frontal lobe, which is a part of the brain that's actually um, able to process and take perspective and think really carefully about what you're doing. Here's another trick that's really important. When you're arguing with someone, when you are um, really in a heated moment uh, with another person, if you can find a way to repeat the phrase in your mind, um, they are hurting, they're in pain, and they don't know what else to do. They are hurting, they are in pain, and they don't know what else to do they're in pain, they are afraid, find any way that you can. Don't say this out loud because you'll really upset the person. This happens inside your head. So while they're saying things to you, you're not really so much listening to what they're saying because what anyone is saying to you when they're yelling is, is not an accurate reflection of what they're feeling anyway. Take that moment, anchor yourself, and just repeat that phrase. Override, override what they're saying with that phrase over and over and over again. And what's so interesting is it's going to change the micro expressions in your face. It's going to change the energy that you're putting out there. Your partner or spouse will pick up on that. And without saying a word, try this, try it. Without saying a word, you can often shift the tone of the conversation. If you can remember to use the calm technique with your husband, your wife, your spouse, your partner, um, it would be fantastic. I always say though, the closer the person is to you, the harder it is to do. But if you can do it, it is an absolute superpower. You will de-escalate the situation. You will diffuse, you will flood um, them with oxytocin and serotonin and take the brain from a fight or flight response to an oxy oxytocin-based response where you're actually having a very different kind of conversation. Remember to breathe. You've got to breathe. If you're like, mm, you're breathing like this, your heart is going to start pounding. Your muscles are going to tense up. You're, you're, you're going to be breathing rapidly. You're going to send all of these signals to your brain that you are in danger, that it's not your spouse. It's something absolutely uh, threatening and dangerous in front of you. And when you do that, you're going to sever contact with your frontal lobe and you're going to be reacting to the situation instead of responding to that situation. So making sure that you are breathing, you are relaxing your shoulders, you're doing everything you can to send a signal to your brain that this is not a life-threatening event. Also remember that when you have an argument or a fight with your spouse, you've probably been having the same argument for however long you've been together. Different topics, you know, whether or not you put the garbage out or you remember to do this or you never helped me with that or I'm the only one that does this, but underneath that is what I call our theme song. So it will be a deep-seated issue that we have likely carried around in us since childhood that goes beyond our partner or our spouse. Often those themes are, I'm not enough, I'm not appreciated, um, no one ever cares about me, 
um, I can't do anything right, whatever that theme is, you're gonna be pulling your partner into that dance with you. And so when you can start to recognize, oh, maybe that is my theme song. Maybe that's my internal fear that is, is, is coming up in this moment and it really isn't so much about that person. And then the final thing to really remember, besides the fact that your children are watching you, um, is to remember that you can always repair. You can always go back and repair. Sometimes it's true, sometimes you can go too far, but hopefully this is reaching people who are just in kind of normal, everyday, bickering, yucky conversations with each other. Some big fights, but, but really you wanna to stay together and you want to be a unit and you want to show your children that you have a working relationship and that you can learn from your mistakes, you can learn from your fights, but remember to go back and repair. That's where most of the learning comes. The fight can be frustrating and it could be awful, but if that fight, if that argument turns into a conversation where you walk away not focused on how terrible the other person is, because that's the mistake we always make. You can do that in the beginning. Just let yourself do that for a minute. Allow yourself that and then take a moment and say, okay, the, the, the behavior that I'm seeing in my spouse is at least in part due to me. Right? If you can own the part of it that is yours, if you can own the part of yourself that is in some small way responsible for the behavior that you're seeing back, that's the part that you can change. You can never change the other person. You never will change the other person. The only thing you can ever do is change the things that you know deep down that you need to change about yourself. And when those things are lined up with love, when you're really honest with yourself, when you're truly not kidding yourself and you're really looking at what you brought to that conversation, how, what you can make better, how you can learn from that, how many times you've actually heard that from your spouse and think, okay, well, maybe that is true. You can also try to relive the conversation, which we often do, which makes it worse, but I'm gonna give it a twist. You're gonna relive the conversation, but you're gonna to try to take the point of view of your spouse. Try to relive the conversation and you are you, but you're also playing the role of your spouse and see if you can step into their shoes a little bit. It's always about perspective. We're always the good guy in our story, uh, but real learning and real change comes from real conversations where you're able to look at your own role in that situation. And remember that those little eyes are watching you and often you think they're sleeping, they're in bed crying. They're in bed crying, hoping that you're not gonna keep fighting, hoping that you're not going to break up, hoping that it's not their fault because kids don't have a lot of information. So often they will assume that they are the reason for the fight, often they are. Um, but they'll assume it's something that has to do with them. It's, it's so important to understand that when you think you're hiding these things from your kids, you're often not. So remembering to go back and repair with them, use the calm technique with them as well when you are debriefing an argument about you had and try really, really hard not to do this in front of your kids. I know it's tough, it really is, and we're human, we're all human, but whenever possible, really try to keep it away from little ears. Hi, I'm Barrett Caleri from Connected Parenting. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. And don't forget to check us out on the web at connectedparenting.com and like us and follow us on Facebook.